You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thanks for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. And I'm a Jam Rose. Me back. Part <laughs> two. Part two. <laughs> so, I'm a Jam, you had a, um, you listened to the last podcast and then something came up that you wanted to discuss further. What was that? Yeah. So, we talked about being triggered and the holidays and um i just felt like we didn't talk about the other side though which is when you're in front of somebody your light can actually be triggered your truth can actually like peaceful grace river of flow can actually be triggered too and i was like we got to talk about this too and it's hard because it's not a concept so everything that we're going to talk about, you have to just feel what I'm trying to get across. So in my experience, like it's easier when you're hanging out with somebody that is present and they've done their work and they're on the same wavelength as you and you're... Your heart can be more present. You're more present in your heart, right? Because you're not triggered in the same way that you can be triggered with somebody else. <clears throat> so it's been my experience when I've been in front of others and it's not, it's random. Like it's not because of what they said or what they did or what they didn't say or what they d- did. It's like I'll be standing there in front of somebody having conversation and I can just, like my light and and just the awakeness just feels so activated and strong. And I'm not like looking for it. I'm not trying. It's just like, ah, and it's just, just feels bright. And I think it's important to talk about that too, because so much we talk about being triggered and how to get through that. And, but what about when your heart's triggered? What about when your love is there? Like out of nowhere, it's just like shows up. And that's a a beautiful experience. So I just wanted to bring this up. Talk about it. The end. (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) I'll take my answer offline. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Can I call a friend? (laughs) Phone a friend. Phone a friend. I love that. But John, do you have an example that comes to Mm. mind? Yes. So my husband's parents. So interesting. The basically the second I met them, my light gets triggered. Like my soul, I guess I could call it, my being is automatically there. And I'm being with them and I don't really notice their personality. I don't try not to notice it. I just, I'm feeling connected with them just in that light, in that space. Or like, it's like a quiet, loving space. And it was so fascinating because I wasn't looking for that. 
And the very first phone call before I met them in person that I had with his dad, I was like, like, what's this? Like my quiet heart's just here. I'm like, this is so fascinating. And it's just the way it's been now for 13 years. Every time I see them or talk to them, it just feels for me inside, I don't know how they feel, (laughs) but for me inside, I feel very spacious and kind of simple and quiet and heart without efforts, just there. And I can get, you know, annoyed or whatever too, but, or have feelings, but the, the baseline with my in-laws is that light, that soul connection. And that's ongoing. Like it just doesn't go away. I love what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead, Stephanie. Well, I was just going to, if you, do you try to define it or do you not? So trying to find it, meaning do you experience them as support, grounding, mm-hmm. protection as something in the, that, that you as a physical being appreciate and need, or is it, you can't even define it as something heart to heart, like you're saying, soul to yeah, soul, familiar maybe. Um, is it familiar? That's a good word. I was wondering if, what if this is like somebody you never had a soul history with? So you have nothing to come up. There's no emotions. There's no feelings. It's just pure love. No, No, I definitely feel like I have a history with them. I know that I remember one time I met a woman at a party and there was just this joy that I felt like I just Mm. loved her and I never met her again. And it's not even that we talked a lot or I needed to find out who she was you know we didn't have email back then but it was just this unremitting like unrelenting joy of her so I think that's Mm -hmm. if I was to equate if I'm trying to think of you know have I had that feeling yeah you're not looking for it you're not trying it just Just, and I don't I have to share this story so I was in the shower today and I'm like I felt the story I'm like oh got to share this story today. <laughs> it's not the same exact thing that I'm talking about, but it just somehow has to be shared because it kind of fits in that category. Um, let's kind of say it's a cousin to what I'm talking about. Maybe you can. So I was in New York City and I was single and I was at this bar and I was outside and this with my friend and these two guys come over and they just start talking to us. And this guy was like, hey, how's it going? How's it going? What are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And he's all, how's it going? How's it going? How's it going? And he was just like being a dude, like doing the in- interested thing. Like he's interested, but not really. He's like, he's just doing the dude thing. I guess I could call it. I don't know what else to call it. And all of a sudden, something in me opened. And I said to him, who would you be if you weren't doing all of that? <laughs> and he stopped in mid-sentence and he started saying all this stuff about his mother. And I was like, huh. And we're having this like experience together out of nowhere. Because when he was like, hey, how's it going? How's it going? I'm like, this, this mask this dude is wearing is not who he is. Like, it was so clear to me. I didn't know who he was, but I knew he wasn't that. And something in me felt... Like I needed to point it out. And the fact that he got it within one split second, stopped in mid-sentence and started to describe to me why he needs to do this thing. It was was just fascinating. And then it was like a, I don't know, five-minute conversation. And then he went away. And that was that. So it's not the same thing on what I'm saying. But 
when we're in front of each other, I think there's so much possibility of wisdom and, and light and love and um, sharing and collaborating. Can that just happen? Mm -hmm. Right. And what's challenging is you can't like try to look for that either. Right. Because then you're in the way and you're using creating stories. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let me be in front of this person and see if my light comes up. Right. Because then that's not it either. <laughs> it's like, how do you be like engaged and relaxed in yourself and be open for maybe that might be the experience? I guess is the simplest way I can describe it. Because we can't, you know, you can't take truth and awakening and put it in a, in a little box and talk about it right you just can't it's too it's too big it's too wide there's no there's really no label for it but I feel like too I feel like the question wants to be asked about because there, I feel like there's an element of, of safety of like feeling safe inside yourself to and you, it's not like your mind goes I'm safe now I'm going to allow my heart to be open or I'm going to allow this truth to be to be triggered, come out. But I feel like there's an element of inner safety that has to be talked about too. Like I feel pretty safe in myself. And I've been working on that since t 24 years old, 23. Actually, can I share how that happened? Mm -hmm. I think sure. this is important. So I was dating this guy who turns out he was addicted to cocaine and an alcoholic. And I'm in college pretty late and like 24 because I waited and that's another story. <laughs> so I'm in college and I had the phone by my bed and I'm trying to break up with him. I'm trying to say to myself, I'm going to call him and I, I got to get out of this because I don't want to be with an, an, an addict. And I had this huge list next to my bed of all the reasons I should leave and all the reasons I should stay. And of course, the only reason to stay was maybe one, which probably should be zero, <laughs> but the list to stay was so long and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like he's sh clearly showing me who he is. I need to shut this shit down and step the F away from this. Right. And then I heard the word codependency and I'm like, what's that? And I don't know how I heard the word or where I got it from. And I got this book and it talked about how the codependent can enable an addict and I was like, interesting. And so I'm reading the book and the book compared like an enabler, like I was doing or a quote codependent situation, the same as the addict. And they can both go to an AA meeting and have the same traits. And I was like, interesting. And one of the things, it wasn't the exact same like AA meeting thing, but it was pretty similar, like all the 10 things or whatever it is that you go through. And there came to be this one thing about what the codependent needed to do, like example, like an addict needs to make amends at some point, right? Like that's a step. That's what I'm talking about, the steps, right? Mm -hmm. One of the steps in codependency in this book was I had to practice speaking my truth and not caring how somebody reacts. Because at that time I was people pleaser. I was afraid to speak. I was, you know, afraid, right? And I was so scared to do this step. But I did it, and I learned how people can have their reactions, and I'm still safe. Like, I got me. I'm okay. And I started to build and build and build and build and build my relationship with myself. And 
it allows me to be who I am today because I can just share what I need to share. But I have me like I somebody might not like it or get upset or whatever. But at the same point, I'm like, but I'm not losing myself, though. Like I'm here solid as I can be in this moment because I'll get more solid as, you know, life goes on. Right. But it's that inner safety for me, I think, that is part of what allows me to just be in that light when that light gets triggered. Like, I, it's almost like there's like this natural surrender in me that's always just kind of hanging out. So I just feel like we have to talk about the element of feeling safe inside. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that because for my family, so recently, uh, here's here's how they're going to out herself. So, <laughs> so... Uh, a few months ago, was it? I was with my family and I was changing because I was going to somebody's birthday party and it was like an 80s birthday theme, right? So <clears throat> my family's sitting there talking and then all of a sudden I get, they're discussing how you're not, you're not vaccinated yet. And I was like, well, like it's any of their damn business if I'm vaccinated or not. So then I try to do my hair and one one of my family members is a hairstylist and I come out and I'm just, they're like, you need to do something with your hair. And I was just like, okay, go ahead, tease it up. (laughs) So, you know, a couple of the family members followed us out to the little salon in the back. And so they said, so your brother just told us that you're not going to get vaccinated. Why not? And I was just, I was kind of floored by that. And I was like, well, crap. And I said, I said, look, I I had to come out to my family. I'm like, look, I am psychic. Like I am intuitive. I am psychic. And I was stumbling all over myself because I wasn't comfortable talking to them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look, I'm coming out of the closet. Here I am. I'm psychic. Hi. I mean, like how many years has it been? And I have to tell my family that, you know, I'm psychic Mm -hmm. and I talk to people on the other side. So... (laughs) I even have a podcast that says intuitive healers, like, hello. <laughs> so, so. How many I'm, hints can you give them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I told him, I said, look, I, I've talked to my team and they said, I am okay. I don't have to get it. It's fine. I'm okay with that. You know what? I don't need to. And I don't want to. Why should I get it if I don't need to? And it's just, it didn't feel right. So. <clears throat> So, so each time I would see my family members, they would have a cow and they're like, I just don't understand. Why would your, your spirit guides tell you, what do you mean? No, you don't, you don't, you shouldn't get it. And I said, I didn't say that. I said that I don't need to get it. There's, there's a quite a difference. They're not going to tell me no, they're never going to tell me no. So I I totally get it because even now, sometimes my interactions with uh, my family members is not comfortable and it's not safe. Sometimes you don't feel like it Mm -hmm. because you feel attacked. Mm -hmm. So going into the holiday seasons right now, it's, it's kind of like they're, they're questioning. They're like, Oh, are you vaccinated now? And I'm like, because I worked it out. I am vaccinated now because recently my mom had spinal surgery and in order to see here, I had to go into the hospital. So I had to work through all these soul history layers and attachments before I could get the shot and nothing happened. I'm good. I'm right mm. as rain. So I'm okay. You know what? It's fine. And it felt right at the moment. So 
And I told him yes. And I understand that, you know, they're coming from fear and whatnot. And, and it's their light. So I, I totally get it where, where you need to feel safe when you, when you mm-hmm. see family members and stuff and to come out because I stumble all over my words when I talk to people when I'm not comfortable. Sorry, I went on a tangent there. I don't know if that was <laughs> right up there, but all right. Well, yeah, it's the inner safety, right? Yeah. That allows you to be, hey, this is me. Yeah. And, you and just it doesn't need... mean it doesn't mean you don't stumble. Right. Right. And right. everybody's opinions and beliefs have been weaponized. Yeah. Everybody's. So it's really important to be the way I see it is I have to remember I'm I am the divine. I'm connected as much as somebody else, you know, seeing my parents can make me feel that love and that warmth. That's just sort of an external manifestation of what I'm already, when I'm in tune, like I'm, I'm connected to the divine. It's okay. And and there are moments where I have to remember that when it comes to these moments where you have to reveal your opinion about something that people are surprised because everybody thought we were all the same in the room and that's not the case. But again, everybody's been weaponized, right? So even though you're prepared to have this calm, open discussion about, I feel differently. So often it meets with fear now and this feeling that our, you know, long thought out, careful decisions for us is suddenly an attack on them. That's, that's just so prevalent right now. So I think it's actually a really timely thing that you mentioned that Heather, because it's going to come up, you know, if you're going home for Thanksgiving and again, especially if you're in California, it's crazy. You know, like you, I ended up getting vaccinated. I didn't really feel the need to, I did it because my husband owns a bar and he can't walk into his own business if he doesn't have a vaccination right and whatever he's going to do I'm going to do going down together or we're going (laughs) so we're fine everything it's okay but um it's been a really dare I say the word neat experience because I have an amazing set of parents I have an amazing boss who's like an older brother all three of them feel very differently about the whole to use vaccination as an example, we can get off of it. I'm just using it as the perfect metaphor. Um, They feel very differently. And we have to navigate our conversations because even though we're very loving and accepting of each other, we can feel ourselves getting triggered and we, and you can see it or hear it. And then the person just steps back. It's like, hold on a sec. And then we could, it's like, we pick our way slowly through the conversations and we're exhausted at the end of it, but we still love each other and we like respect each other. And it's this, amazing spiritual gauntlet that we go through but I'm lucky with them we're all trying have this common goal of let's understand each other and respect each other mm-hmm. you know you didn't have that you had people who felt threatened and that might be for our listeners at home that might be their experience or they may have to fight their own tendency not to feel threatened by somebody else's choice and Oh gosh, we're getting on the negative trigger again. We're supposed That's to be fine. talking about trigger of love. Well, but it's, it's 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 all of it. Yeah. I wanted to just add that part too, mm-hmm. right? Like I look at things like an extra large pizza sometimes and there's all these different slices and it's like it's not just 
it, it all comes from one pizza, <laughs> but <laughs> each slice is a slice and it's like getting triggered with all your poopy things inside is a slice and getting <laughs> your love triggered is another slice. And then having something that's kind of both and oscillates between is another slice, you know, and yep. You know what it reminds me of? So yesterday I had an interaction. I was driving on the freeway and my I was getting onto the freeway and my lane had ended and I was moving over. Well, the person behind me didn't want me in front of them. So a car a car and a half length back, they started blowing their horns and trying to run me off the road. Oh, God. <laughs> so I was just like, I love um, how you just said that. And, you know, like, so matter of fact, and, you know, they just they tried to run me I off the road. I can't go anywhere because then I would wind up against the K-rails. On, on my right. So I'm like, uh, where do you want me to go? And she's like moving into the next lane, flipping Mean Bear off and telling me where, where I could go. And I'm just like, um, oh, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm, I'm not in the wrong here, but it kept on triggering me in my head and mm. I kept on coming back to it. And I'm just like, mm. <sighs> I'm like, no, but I'm not wrong. And I was like, mm. by the end of it, I said, what if none of us are wrong? So what if you can take into the situation where, mm -hmm. where you're with your family members and you say, none of us are wrong. And that was that able to let me just drop it. And I wasn't thinking about her anymore. And I wasn't, I wasn't in the situation anymore because I said, none of us are wrong. She saw her world differently that I was cutting her off. And, and I saw it, my lane was ending and you're going to run me off the road. So what if, what if we go mm -hmm. in saying none of us are wrong? Feelings aren't wrong. No. And they're also not facts. Yeah. That's the big thing. Feelings are not mm -hmm. facts. You can have your feelings, but that's not necessarily the truth. And it, that yeah. parallels what you, you know you said, Heather. Stephanie's like, everybody mm -hmm. can be right. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm, just I'm triggered Heather or right Stephanie, yeah. for those of you at home. Yeah, no. I, I, I'm going to push back on that because... I, I think I understand what you're trying to say. Feelings are not facts. It doesn't mean there's a definite truth in that, but the person that's feeling the feelings, that's their truth. That is right. a fact, right? Mm -hmm. It's a fact that that person was mad at Heather and had nothing to do with Heather's intention, which was, you know, I, I need to move over. Um, so each one was right. And it was a fact. Now, it was not a fact that the lady told a story and said, this, this girl cut me off. And, you know, at the last minute, that was not a fact for sure. But her, I think her emotions definitely, you know, were true. I mean, I don't, maybe there's a way to have an emotion and, and it's a lie. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I what think that... we're violently agreeing. I think we're getting okay. into semantics. Here. Is that how you meant? Maybe, maybe how I interpret it, maybe how you meant it a little bit. Because you just, you, you kind of disagreed with me in one sentence and didn't necessarily, I, I get what you're saying. Like everybody has their own reality. Everybody's having their own feelings, but that because everybody's having their own feelings, everybody, the fact, they're not facts. They're exactly. just impressions. Exactly. And exactly. your truth isn't right. necessarily a fact. It's right. your truth. It's your but truth. Exactly. We are For living that. in a world of right. choose your own adventure and everybody yeah. is having yeah. their own reality. So I, I use that just to sort of get my grip off of I'm righteous. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, you're not entitled to your opinion about what happened because I'm definitely feeling that, you know, it's like, no, we all have our feelings on this. Like Heather said, what if nobody's wrong? So I think they're all saying the same thing. Yeah. And how do you, in the heat of the moment, create that space inside to be like this person I'm wanting them to believe how I believe 
isn't and they're not wrong. Like that's a big, it's a big mm-hmm. leap. Yeah. It's easy to do it like when you're not attached and you, the person's like, yeah, I really see that shirt is blue. And I'm like, mm, it's purple, but I don't get, I, I don't care. But if they're like saying something that I'm really uh, wounded about, then I care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you ever had the sensation when you're, well, obviously when you're driving, you feel that feeling of road rage, but if you're in the passenger seat and the same thing happens, you're like, oh, dude, it's okay. They didn't, you know, it's not against you. It's not, it's nothing personal, but if you're the one driving, you're two feet over and suddenly it's a whole different experience. That's, that's a great, that's a great example, Angela, right? You're both doing the same thing. You're both in the car, you're going the same destination, but it completely hits you mm-hmm. differently which is a great reminder to all of us. The perceptions are never going to be the same. You've been for the same experience at the same time, but we take it so personal when you're behind the wheel that someone did something to you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That, kind of on the same subject, um, John, and kind of going back to how we started and you were talking about that feeling that is recognized certainly in your in-laws. It made me wonder, do we have the capacity to recognize someone's truth and love if we don't even recognize it in ourselves yet? Um, I would say yes. And that's, it's an interesting thing because when I was doing my readings like 28 years ago, and I always thought in order to recognize something in someone else, I have to recognize it in myself first, mm. consciously, have to. Then I would do these readings and I so deeply understood this person's past life experience, let's say. And I'm like, I've never had that experience. How do I get it so much? How do I really get it in the way that I feel like this? Because in this life, I didn't have that experience, but yet I get it. I get it. Like in my bones, I get it. And then I'm like, hmm. So consciously, I don't remember ever having an experience like this, but I must have somewhere somehow because I can see it. So I, I think consciously we may not have to have an experience, but I think if we have had it, it's in us. Like, like if you're talking to somebody who is raging and super mad and they're not conscious of who and what they really are in that moment, right? Like that true light is underneath all that. And all of a sudden something happens where that something outside of themselves triggers that light, but yet they're not, they've never felt it before. They're not conscious of it. And yet if something, if, you know, when the truth bell rings, let's say the truth bell rings, right? in that person. So it's kind of like, Yes, and maybe it doesn't have to be conscious. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so f- for me, AMA, AMACHI, A-M-M-A dot org, for those of you who haven't heard of AMA, she, um, they they call her a lot of names, uh, God in a body, the mother, guru, spiritual teacher. And she is an embodiment of, of, the, of love, of light, of, the divine in a, in a way, like a quote, normal karmic human being just isn't, they just, it's just a different, uh, uh, incarnation of energy. And I remember the first time I met her and she walked into the room and I was like, Whoa. And I had never had a conscious experience of, of an energy like that, but my, my heart recognized it. My body recognized it. And I, and it's interesting when I would go and I would watch her come into the room and you would see people just ball their eyes out instantly or, It's so fascinating. And I'm like, you know, she's triggering the divine in us. She's mirroring, you know, the, the, who and what we really are. And so it was always fascinating for me to be like, so somebody's either holding the mirror for me for who and what I really am, or they're holding the mirror for my wounding. Mm -hmm. And it could be the same mirror, right? 
but some people it's easier to be around because they don't trigger my wounding and some people it's harder to be around because they trigger my wounding and it's like but I don't necessarily have a conscious experience of some things like in my mental mind but yet it's in there comes out so that's yeah that's how I want to answer that I guess so deep like a soul a soul a DNA a um, it's just yeah, a spiritual like mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And an energetic. reminding me of, of this story. Um, so I used to live in California a long time ago and I would go to this dance every weekend and I would drive by the same road every single time, same road, same road, same road. And I don't even know how long I was going down this road, a year, two years, three years. And I'm driving and all of a sudden one day I look to my right and there's a van in a driveway and I'm like, never saw that van there before. And then I kept recognizing it. I'm like, now that I know it's there, I'm going to see it. Because I didn't, I didn't see it before, so I had no idea it was there. So something inside of me now can recognize it. So, you know, another answer to your question, it's like, now I'm conscious that that van is always parked in that driveway, so now I'm going to see it all the time. Where before it was parked there the whole time for three years, but I never recognized it because I didn't see it. And when I, before my, so I had a brother who died when I was like two and a half years old. And he was 13 months years old and he just got really sick and he died. And as a kid, I would always talk to him. I never heard him though, but I would always talk to him. Like he was, he was the God I pray to. If I'm going to get in trouble, I'm like, please, David, don't let me get in trouble. Don't let me get in trouble. (laughs) He was like, he was the guy, he was the guy I would talk to. Um, but I never heard him talk back. And then I was 26 years old and I got a reading Maybe, no, I was, I was not 26, sorry. I was about 22-ish. And I had a reading from this woman. And all of a sudden, she looks at me and she said, who do you know who died that starts with the letter D? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then it took me a minute. I'm like, oh, my brother David. And then she looked above my head and she's like nodding her head, having this conversation. And then she looked back down and, and like into my eyes and she's like, and she started rattling off all the stuff about my brother. I'm like, how do you know that? She's like, because he's right here. And I'm like, where, 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 where's he, where's he? And she's like, he's just behind you. And I was like, well, tell him to move this napkin because I had no proof. I want proof that my brother is here. And she's like, they don't do that. (laughs) I'm like, well, and so I had like what she was saying was true. All these things she was saying was true about my brother. And I'm like, this woman, there's no way she could know all these things. And I'm driving home that day after that, driving home that night after the reading, and I'm saying to myself, if he's there and I can't see him, who and what else is here that I can't see? And I, I'm driving and I had this like super scary, trepidatious and exuberating feeling all at once. Like if I in this moment agree that there's something that I can't see, my life is, my life will never be the same. Because now I'm opening myself up to spirit, to that which I cannot see. And it's all happening in like two seconds. I'm like driving and I'm like, I say yes. I'm going to leave a life I know and I'm going to open my eyes to see who and what else is here that I have no clue. Like what is in front of me right now that I haven't even seen? Even the room I'm sitting in right now could be something I I don't know. I haven't seen it yet because I don't know what it is. I haven't seen it yet. And that was just life changing for me. Because that was the beginning of my gifts opening was like saying yes to that world, that, that reader. Giving her approval. Yeah. And that, that like such an interesting, like this trepidatious conflict in me of like, let's just keep life the same. Like, let's not say yes to this world is real. Because once I say yes, I can't unsay yes. Once you look, you can't unlook, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that was, then it changed my life after that. Kind of the concept that Wayne uh, Dyer used to say, um, you have to believe it before you can see it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to want to believe in magic or see magic, you've, you've got to believe in it mm-hmm. first. It doesn't work the other way around it, but yet that's the way we kind of go about it. We want proof. We want validation. Yep. Um, and it's very, very hard. No, there won't. There won't, ever, ever. unfortunately. Absolutely. Unless Grace, you know, without, let's say, without having to believe and somebody just has Grace come along and boop, mm-hmm. shows this person that something is real it's a miracle or and it it took me a long time too because I kept thinking because I saw so many miracles daily with my practice and doing sessions and things I was manifesting and no matter how much no matter how many miracles I saw and experienced this part of me still needed proof and just didn't believe and over and over and over like when I was first starting my practice and I had no money and I quit waitressing because it was time to start and I had like one client and I'm like, how am I going to even, you know, pay my bills? And spirit kept telling me everything's going to be fine. And I didn't believe them because I'm scared to death that I can't pay my bills. And then everything would be fine. And I'm like, what is it going to take for me to believe? And I would get really upset with myself. I'm like, I still don't believe. I still don't believe. And then one day I'm like, oh, this part of me will never believe. So now when that similar fear comes up, I'm like, no matter what is going to happen, child, you ain't going to believe. So (laughs) now I know I don't have to try to fix you or heal you. You know, we could call it whatever. It's my ego. It's separation. It's an identity. But it's more like I know now that part will never believe after 28 years of doing what I do. It still doesn't. So that's that slice of pizza you're talking it's about. It's a slice right? of pizza, it's yeah, a, that doesn't it's a believe. Version yeah. that doesn't, and you recognize it, and you're just like, okay, not concerned okay. about that anymore. The rest of the pizza believes, right? The rest right. of you. So <laughs> right. that's 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 a, that's a great, um, interesting example. Thank you. No, that's yeah. really because powerful. sometimes we think it has to be all of us, right? right. It has to be all of us to believe. Yeah. But you're just you're okay with a part of you. You just name it a part of you. I think that's huge. And just not wasting all that energy towards Mm -hmm. something that's not going to change. I mean, you could do the same for the part of you that believes saying, okay, stop believing. It's not believing. It's not going to stop. That's really liberating. I hope people listening really take that in. Like there's a part of you, if you are overly skeptical in your mind, that's never going to change. So, okay. Like keep going anyways. You, you, You keep going anyway. Keep going anyway. So yeah. keep doing it. I have that. Yeah. It's we all just, do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, after everything that I've seen, who I've talked to, I mean, I mean, telling people, hey, I talked to God and he shows up and he's present. And yeah, God's got jokes and <laughs> God's got the best jokes, yo. Faux show. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I'm still like, I'll be going out my day and go like, do I really think God's there? Like, right. it, yeah. I don't know. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yes, I do know because I've been shown who God is literally. So, I mean, I've had so many interactions and it's still, it's that, I think one time you called it the questioner. It's always going to question, is that, was that really God? And it's so interesting. Like no matter how much you fill, let's say the bucket of truth, that thing, the fear just doesn't, or the ego, whatever we want to call it, just doesn't see it. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. I'm a junk. Can we do dissect a little bit more of the belief factor. So there's the belief factor that we carry for ourselves in 
in what we seek in order to have enough proof, right? Mm. What about the belief factor from what you hear from others? Do you consider that one and the same? If you believe you believe everything or no, the belief that you carry for yourself and the validation and the proof is one thing. It's different when you hear it from another person. Do we hold them? We may hold them to a higher um, uh, level, right? Well, I need more proof. I, I, I won't believe it because I haven't experienced it or I believe it, you know, because I trust you. It's just so complicated. What's, what's your question exactly? Well, the, that belief, it's, it's one thing to have a belief for ourselves. Is it uh -huh. this, do you consider it the same to have a belief in what others tell you they've experienced? Is it one and the same for you? So say what you said, well, you didn't have enough, you had a lot of things happen to you and you still had doubt, right? Yeah. In, in magic or, or what mm -hmm. have you. Um, say you believed a hundred percent. Oh yes. I believe everything that's happened to me. But if mm -hmm. someone told you their experiences, would, would that be held to a different kind of um, need for validation? Or would, once you feel that belief for yourself, is it the same for others? So when you say the same for others, you mean if somebody else is telling me their mm -hmm. experience? Right. Right. What happens for me? Mm -hmm. that, uh, well, as long as I have doubt, it'll trigger my own doubt. Mm -hmm. okay. And it depends on the day. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm vulnerable because my wounding is super up and I know something to be true, but if my self self doubt is up and then somebody comes along and they're like, yeah, what you know isn't true. And I'll be like, mm. <laughs> maybe they right. Where other days, same exact thing could happen. And I'd be like, whatever. Like it doesn't land anywhere. I see. Just depends on what is below the surface for you or what, how it maybe experiences. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think too, like certain things will never be triggered for me about what I know because I just know it. Like there's no doubt around it. There's just is. Then the other ones that can trigger self-doubt are the ones that I'm not 100% trusting myself. And so, or I'm not, it's not that I'm not sure. Um, okay, here's an example of me not being triggered. So when I was doing my readings in this place in California, I had a um, neighbor who lived in the same house as me building kind of thing. And he's like, so he's like, what do you do? And I told him what I did. And he's like, so it comes from God, you're saying. And I'm like, yep. And he goes, what if God tells you to stop doing it? I'm like, well, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. I might stop. So far, it's a yes every day. I don't know. And he was like, and so he was like, he was pressing me on my work and God is real. And am I just giving my power away to some, some idea of God? So if God tells me to do it, I'll do it. If God tells me to stop, I'll stop. It was like this, he was like pressing me on my empowerment, let's say, right? I'm like, whatever, dude, I don't care. Like I wasn't triggered because I believed in my work so much. I had no doubt in it, zero doubt in my work. As a person, <laughs> me as a person, um, where I have doubt about something, that's when somebody's saying something, that's what can then feel destabilizing for me because I'm doubting it myself. So if I'm not 100% with something, that's where somebody else's opinion can then trigger my self-doubt because I'm not 100% there. Like that guy, he was saying all kinds of things, but it didn't get in because I'm like, I don't, there's just, it wasn't landing anywhere. So I think it depends on self-doubt. Does that answer in, your question? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And then that ties in being with your family. You know, don't don't expect to be at the end of the marathon when you're just starting out. Mm -hmm. So give yourself some some leeway. If you are triggered, don't beat yourself up. 
Yeah, it's so normal, man. Yeah. Like there's an idea, and I don't know where people get this idea, that if you're on the path and you're going through awakening, you shouldn't be triggered. And I don't know where that came from, but it is absolutely impossible. I mean, look at our look at ourselves now compared to 10 years ago. We're way more embodied than who we are now. We're way more in self-empowerment than we are we were 10 years ago. But we're still triggered today. Yeah. It's like it's so normal. And it's just a lot of idea of like what it's going to be like, what quote enlightenment is like, what quote awakening is like, what and it's just another idea and another idea and another idea and it's that's probably in and of itself just normal, right? Because we still have this mind that thinks what it thinks. So <laughs> Well, we're also indoctrinated in the Christ concept and Jesus and Jesus loved everybody. And the thing that I always like to remember is Jesus also threw a threw down outside the temple and was like throwing over tables and having like, so whenever I get triggered, honestly, it's the only part of the Bible I reference for myself. It's like, no, Jesus had a temper tantrum too. So like, yeah, when you, you see, know, and when you go see Ama in person, I've watched her get mad. Really? Like, it's up and over. Like it, it come. Is she the hugging quick. saint? Yeah, she's the hugging saint. Because I looked her up after yeah. you mentioned her. And it's like, or, or somebody gives her a cookie, like somebody bakes her a cookie and she can't eat. I think she has diabetes from like, from what the hospital says or whatever. And so she can't eat, <laughs> she can't eat sugar. I don't know what it is now because this is years ago. And I was watching people like go get a hug from her and somebody gave her a cookie and her people came and like took it out of her hand right away. And her face was just like, Meh. like she wants the dang cookie. <laughs> right. I love and the, it. And the mind is like, I'm a shouldn't this and I'm a shouldn't that. I'm like, what? why do There's you guys that story. think? Yeah, it's a story yeah. of like what an enlightened being is like. And you don't know unless that you're that like how would you ever even being psychic you don't see everything you see pieces of things you know like I for me when I'm doing my group work there are often times I say you know there's so much going on right now it's like a multifaceted diamond it all depends where you're shining a light on of what we're looking at and I said I'm going to talk about this one piece but it's not the only thing it's what I'm seeing happening what I'm being shown and I just think it's really important like we kind of drop the specialty drop the specialness off of all this stuff and be like yeah. i don't really know i don't know well that's what people have to admit right no one knows no one knows no one knows and even our truths of what we know we don't know nope. so but it's our truth right now and it's what we know exactly. right now right and um hopefully we keep evolving hopefully yeah, what more... you believed and what you knew 30 20 years ago five yep. you know even even five years ago five yep. months ago maybe it changed yeah and we as we keep healing and creating space we keep seeing more and more truth mm -hmm. so it's not the end all be all what we say or experience right now there's more mm -hmm. right there's more there's more there's more there's more there is no no end you know and i think for me it's such a relief to know i don't know i'm like ah goody i can share what i'm being shown i can share what comes but i'm not my personality around that is just not the type to be like this is what it is and i'll be all you know i just i just know better to be like there is no end all be all because we keep evolving we keep seeing more and more truth within us and then within others and within life and i just think it's really important and what and if to, we don't have the capacity to to see each other's real perception right we hear about it and we can imagine it but what if we mm -hmm. really cannot 
ever have the same perception, right? Because even if we're still all the divine, we're from the same source, but there's we have we have those different facets of how we exactly. are the divine, right? Yep. When I was little, I used to have this feeling in my body of like, oh, if we got the whole entire world together, then we'd have the whole truth because everyone has a piece. Right. Everyone sees a piece right. of it. And then we'd have the whole truth if every single person in the whole entire world got together and had dinner and been like, hey, how would you describe whatever, you know? And that's what I think like the power in numbers is so beautiful. Like you guys, your podcast and how you all like have different perspectives and and approaches and how it it's so beautiful to hear it because it's just so um, refreshing. That's great what you say about a piece. And Angela will love this because she loves sports so much. But uh, the fan, or she loves fish. sports, not the issue, the fan, the fan, the fandom that she questions. <laughs> in in a stadium, you'll have uh, when 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 something wants to be um, viewed as image, everyone gets a, a card, right? A, a piece of cardboard mm -hmm. or whatever with a color or just something on it. It's nothing until everyone mm -hmm. holds it up, right? And then it's actual a picture or it yeah, says something. Beautiful example. And, and so like you were yeah. saying, Ambajam, right? We're just that one facet. Yeah. To ourselves, it, it means nothing. I don't know what this is, but together, like you said, if they all came together, it reveals the actual reveals. image or the truth that is there. That's very, uh, that's, a, that's a good example that you had. What do they say? What's that saying? Two, when two gather or two mm -hmm. or more in, in thy name? When two or more are gathered in my name, I am there. Mm. Passively yeah. paraphrased. It's pretty good though. <laughs> but why does it need two? Kind of nailed it. <laughs> I know. I was like, hey, <laughs> I call you and you're there. I'm only. Exactly. Even when we're one, right? Yeah. But why does it say two? Who's to say it's you're the only Bible. One? They had their opinions. They, you needed to, you know, take it with a grain of salt. No. Because. <laughs> No. Exactly, Heather. They need to rewrite it, right, Heather? Well, if that's the hill you're choosing to die on, Heather, God bless you. No, I don't think my change last night was for that. You can you can be God and still be alone. That's just what they used to say in the Bible. Oh, really? Did they? You can be God and still. Be no, alone. God, no, they didn't oh, say that. I was say, I know no. What Bible did you read? No. I'm like, I want a version of that. That's awesome. Are you kidding? No. Here are um, people rolling over in their grave right yeah. now. <laughs> and others are like, oh, Catholicism, not so bad. Yeah. No, that was not a rule. A heresy. <laughs> what I'm saying is nowadays people realize you are God. You know, you can be one with, you know, this rubber band. Mm -hmm. God. So you don't need, you don't need a spiritual quorum, but in the old days, that's what they, that was the saying from the Bible. So do any of you to have examples that people could use when they're with their, with their loved ones during the holidays <clears throat> and for triggering, what can pull you back? What could, I know when I look at somebody and they're, I'm, I'm triggered in the moment, it's taken me a while. I give myself permission, you know, if you get triggered, you're okay. You know, like you get triggered, don't beat yourself up, but also they're in their truth at their moment. And also what has worked for me, um, it's okay that they can be on their path and be the way they want to be. Just like you want to be the way you want to be. Mm -hmm. Comes down to expectation, right? If you don't have expectations of how other people have to be, 
then you're not going to be disappointed when they're not. And the same with ourselves, right? If you don't yeah. expect that you have to be this loving angel, awakened soul that cannot have <laughs> any emotions, then, you know, you're not going to be disappointed with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, do the best you can, um, you know, be mindful, come from a place of peace and, and good intention. And if that's your goal, you might get very close to it. Now, if you go in, uh, if they, if they dare look at me, if they dare roll their eyes, if they dare, you know, say one word, right. And then, then you already set yourself up. You're looking for it. So look for the peace mm-hmm. How about, you know, I'm going to come in, I'm going to give it my best, you know, um, I mean, hey, that's a good start. After that, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it depends what kind of relatives you have, right? So that's I haven't thing. had a, a beat them up, fight them down kind of issue. <laughs> so I don't know. But I mean, I, I I can imagine for some people, it's easier said than done. Yeah. Right? Who comprises your family is a big deal. If if, yeah. if you are around toxic people, keep your guard up. I'm sorry. Don't. It's not the time and place to practice your Christ-like nature. The it's you know be true to yourself and and protect yourself. But for those of you that don't have, like, I don't have a toxic family. I don't necessarily see eye to eye with them. And I think for me, what I'm going into the holiday with is the middle ground is not thinking, Oh, I'm going to be triggered. This is going to be awful. And Oh, this is going to look like a Norman Rockwell painting. And we're all going to, it's just going to be a miracle. It's like, no, it's going to be this middle ground. There's going to be moments where I'm happy. There's going to be moments where maybe I don't feel comfortable and for me, what I promised myself is to remember why I'm there. I'm there because I really want my parents to have this Thanksgiving where all of their children are together. And that's in a way a gift of me being in service to my parents. I want to give that to them. I want to give them this memory. So I don't have to have my truths shouted out and understood to everybody this time. I it's can not just, about you, right? yeah, it's not about me. I don't have to give them my opinion on politics or religion or anything. I can just nod and understand and just try to contribute to a beautiful memory to my parents. Yeah. So that's personally what, how I'm handling it. Remembering the whole foundational reason of why you're there. Yeah. For me, um, my simple practice, easier said than done, it's like simple, but it's super hard, is, and this too is okay. Oh, I like that. And this too is okay. Like whatever I'm feeling, whatever's happening is happening. Mm-hmm. And if I can just let it all breathe and move and dance and when I can surrender like that, not trying to get rid of my feelings, but when I can surrender to them, let's say, or it's happening, it takes pressure off. So yeah, the more I, I remember to just let it all hang, I'm like, well, this is what's going on. It's like, for me, part of what the awakeness within us all is, I don't want to say is able to do, but it's innate for it, is everything is a yes. Everything's invited. Mm-hmm. There's no pushing away. There's no avoiding. There's no, it's like everything is um, allowed in the space. Everything's invited. Wow. Can you imagine saying that one? That that one takes a lot. Wow. I can feel that fear triggering me. Yeah. I was like, wow. Your rudeness today. And yeah, either passes through or it stays Mm. if you like it, right? It stays in in, in your field. So that's a very nice thing. Yes. Because then you're not upset that you go into that resistance and you try to push back and you fight it. You just either let it go right through. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. too. And this too. And this too. And this too. And you know, what gets in our way is just you know, that the mind, the ego mind that we're still identified with, and it just doesn't know how to have. Can you leave it at home? 
space. Nope. Good luck with that. <laughs> hey, if you find a way to leave it at home, man. Yeah. Let us know, Stephanie. Silence. No. I'm going to put duct tape on my ego. <laughs> Silence your ego. Well, I, I do like Angela's. She's shared in uh, past podcasts how she manifested. She just went with the emotions of how do I want to feel at her wedding? So, and how do you want to feel with your relatives? Yeah. Laughed, but... Laughter and love. So. And again, like, I just feel too, like, how do you just be with your relatives and be with whatever is going to be there. And I'm no, going to go in no, and do that. No avoiding, no shoving away, no judging one thing better than the other. It's like this too, and this, and this, and this, and this. And it all has the space to be accepted by you, not by anybody else, but just by you. It's like, this is okay. And this is okay. And this is okay. And when I, when I was visiting my uncle a long time ago in Seattle, he took me to this waterfall. It's like 28 years ago or something. And I watched this water like slam into the water below the river. And this whole thing was like this ecosystem, right? The, the waterfall is going down, the river takes it and the water keeps flowing. And I was like, if that water below contracted and went, oh no, that the waterfall would fall into the river and slam into it and everything would get stuck because that river is not allowing that water to come down lovely and i was like huh so like Mm -hmm. that's my mind like if i'm blocking i'm not i'm not my whole ecosystem is messed up and and that's what that's great advice and that just triggered what what i what my sermon was on the weekend for you (laughs) oh goody (laughs) yeah it was um you know how you talked in the last podcast where you were talking about how you would get to this state in your meditation and how you would be with your, with you, with yourself in this quiet, peaceful place. But all of a sudden you would come back and here's the thought, oh my God, I'm Amujam again. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing, the resistance. So with mm-hmm. you not accepting your Amujam self, in essence, you are not accepting yourself because you are also Amujam as a whole. So it's the wow. same resistance. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's really beautiful, Heather. And now I felt what you said and it went straight in to the thing. That was beautiful. Like, I didn't just hear your words. Like, I heard you. Yeah. You you done stabbed me in the heart. (laughs) Resistance. You stabbed the resistance in the eye. (laughs) Yeah, because I was totally this weekend. I was like, oh, because she's not (laughs) accepting her Amujam self. She's not Mm. accepting herself as a whole. So can I share something on that note? Yeah. So um, I don't want to, I'm scared. Ooh, so but it's perfect. Go for it's it. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm giving myself away here. So, you know, I'm, I'm, people know me as Ambujam the healer, right? I channel. It's how you know me. You don't know me, know me, because why would you, right? You're not with me every day. You're not with me having dinner. You're not with me when I'm pissed off or happy, whatever it is. You know me in a very specific way way right so um soon i will be doing different things and i won't be channeling and i am friggin' petrified Ooh. of it's not gonna stop me but i'm like i have this thing in my head of like are people gonna like the amujam who's not channeling right because i have you know i have feelings i have i'm a human right and so it's just gonna be it's just been really fascinating for me to feel that feeling in me of like or people are going to be offended or because I won't be channeling. I'm much more human. I'll be in my human self, let's say, versus my channeling surrendered uh, 
space. So I'm very scared. And people will, right? People will be upset. There's going to be always that, like you say, that mix, but you're going to say yes to it, right? Yeah. You're just going to say yes to it. It's so interesting. It shows, you know, it's a, a gentle reminder that as much as validation is, is nice, we can't get addicted to it or reliant on it. And so this is really exciting and it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting litmus test to how much you need that crutch of, I've been super successful. Everybody really loves me. I have fans. That doesn't mean, I mean, that's not why I do it, but yet I'm about to have it taken away. So maybe it is like a little bit important to me. How, because I'm not in your shoes, exciting is that, you know, other experience for me. It's a whole other experience. And when, when I think what that got me thinking when you were saying that is, you're going to be reaching a whole new pool of people that need your help now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I also see it as what if all the people that have been following you don't need it anymore and they need you to go to the next level so they can do that level as well. Because, you know, when we have something taken away, we think that's the end all, like be all, like that's going to be it. Like that's, that's, that's all I've done. That's all I've known. But then what's the next step isn't presented yet. Right. And just to be clear, everybody, I'm still doing my group power healing. This is in addition to. We we were going to have a talk after this. Yeah, this is in addition to. So those aren't going to be growth. Super important. Yeah, new offerings. Additional offerings are coming. I think it's it's a good time to plug your, 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 what's coming up for you on the 30th. What's that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing what I'm calling deep, steep Tuesdays. And we're all going to meditate together and I'm going to help you guys connect to the truth of who you are and steep 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 and steep. So you can get to know who you are for yourself, who and what you really are for yourself, connect to your inner knowing and your heart. So the whole thing is around to help you know who you are and steep and create that bridge and that pathway for yourself because we're going to need it more than ever in 2022 way more light, way more light. So if you don't know how to connect, if you don't have that foundational connection to just come back to, know your guidance, it's like, it's just going to be way harder. So this image of the deep steep came about two weeks ago now. And all of a sudden I had this image of me meditating like I would anyway in the morning. And there was a video in front of me and I'm on video and I'm meditating with a bunch of people. And I was like, oh, And I first thought it was just going to be a meditation, like we're just going to meditate together. And then I was starting to write it out on Facebook. I was like, sometimes I, when I get in, when I get an inspiration, I want to share it on Facebook and be like, Hey, what do you guys feel about this? Are you interested? And that's what happened. I got this inspiration. And like a couple hours later, I'm like, I'm going to share this. I'm going to put myself out there. And I started typing morning meditation. And then I was like, wait, it's going to be 9am my time when I can do this. That's going to be 11 in the morning on Eastern. And like, you know, 5 p.m.-ish or whatever it is in Europe. I'm like, this ain't no morning meditation. And I ain't getting up at 6, okay? I'm not doing it. I'm not having a meditation at 6 either. So what is this? What do I call it? What's? And then I saw more, no, we're not going to just be meditating. It's going to be really helping you guys connect to who you are and steep in there. So you can feel it for yourself, know it for yourself. And we're just going to keep building upon that and nurturing that and cultivating that. And it'll be alternate Tuesdays. It'll be every other Tuesday. And it'll be kind of, let's say, in beta for the first 
three or four times because I want to see how it goes, you know? So the overview is it's 45 minutes and we will meet on Zoom and you guys won't be on video. I'll just be on video and the, everybody will be muted except me. And then I'll guide you guys into the truth of who you are. And then we're just going to steep for about 30 minutes and we'll either do that in silence or I'll feel like I need to talk about a topic to help you steep deeper and we'll see how it goes. I'll do like three or four and um, kind of get the groove of what is it actually. Maybe it is exactly what I think it is or maybe it might turn into something different or have a little bit of um, additional uh, other than the steep. So we'll just see and it's going to be by donation. So pay whatever you want and then there'll, there'll be a replay for the video. So you don't have to come live. You can send your donation and then once the it's going to be hosted on Zoom. So once Zoom uploads the video and it's available, then you get an email with a link. So it's, that's what it is. Tuesday the Love it. at excited. 11 a.m. Eastern. Love it. The first one. And Thank the you. subjects will always change, Abhijam? Or like is, you have a planned curriculum, like on the very first session, is a certain um, plan you have? Or will it just depend on what comes through for you to share? It'll always be getting you guys into your heart or the truth of who you are, however it is that you'll experience that. And then from there is the surprise. Do we just steep in silence? Do I guide you, continue guiding you? So then I won't, that part will be the surprise part. But always, it's like I want to create a, um, like we're building a new groove. So it's always about connecting to yourself first, and then we'll see what happens after that. You know, it's interesting. I kind of get the feel like the people who will be meditating with you'll be connecting as a unity consciousness. Mm. I find mm. that a very interesting. Mm. I was like, I don't know if that's a story or if that's like some information. Well, we'll definitely in, but... still, even though I won't be performing healing, because this will be completely different than a group power session, group power healing, yeah. I will not be doing healing, but we will still be all connected in that group power, accelerated healing, mm -hmm. awakening space. So healing yeah. will happen. I just won't be removing blocks and all that stuff that I oh, normally no. do. But just yeah. like, I know when I've connected to other people who have unity consciousness in mind, I've seen other people mm. just hanging around when I've been able to see stuff. So I'm wondering if that's something similar. Like you can just mm. talk to the person next to you. <laughs> that's a trip. You don't need the internet. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. We'll see how it wants to go. And I know people on Facebook have mentioned they're excited too. So I just put it in my calendar. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it'll be 8 a.m. your time, California time. Thank you. That's okay. You put that in the show notes, obviously. Yeah, I'll definitely put it in the show notes. Well, ladies, I think that's all the time that we have today. we like to thank the listeners for tuning in to the 3 Intuitive Healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the 3 Intuitive Healers podcast show. Remember, when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the 3 Intuitive Healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.